Well, good morning again, folks, and thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to uh, to my stories. It's uh, it's humbling, and uh, I'm honored that you would take time that non-renewable resource that we have to to listen to what I have to say. I, I really appreciate it more than you know. It just warms my heart when I look on my uh, app here and see that you know I've had so many listeners uh, from all around the world. Uh, I think 40% said the U.S., uh, another 30% in Canada. We've got some people in Iraq and Iran. Uh, it's really, really humbling when, when, I, when I know that people around the world literally are listening to what I'm saying. And it, 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 it means a lot to me. And I just wanted to say personally, I want to say thank you to all of you out there who do this. And, and I hope what I say, I hope what I do is, is uh, at least entertaining, if nothing else. Uh, I live a, an incredible life. I get to do so many incredible things, and it's it's all because of the choices that I've made. <clears throat> and, and I shouldn't say all because it's it is it is partially due to the choices that I made, but a lot of it has to do with I was at the right place at the right time. Um, you know, I I made a lot of very poor choices as a young adult not really thinking that my choices would make that big of a difference in the future. And um, I didn't get arrested or DUI or anything like that. It's not something nefarious like that. It was just, <clears throat> I I was so restless when I was younger. I came from an abusive uh, home with two parents who were non-existent, a father who was physically and emotionally abusive. <clears throat> a mother who suffered from mental illness and was also manipulative and borderline personality. So, and on top of all of that, we were we were very poor, and I was sexually abused by my two older brothers, and uh, for a long time, and it, it just kind of messed with my head. Uh, I got to be a young adult, and I was hypersexual in college. Um, I I was. I don't know why I was so hypersexual. I know it was probably due to my abuse. <clears throat> it sort of awakened, awakened something inside of me that, that should have never been awakened, and especially with um, the same sex. Um, so I, I struggled with you know feelings uh, that I didn't really know how to uh, handle, and uh, I think that's why I was so hypersexual with with girls in college and. Um, more so than I ever was at any other time in my life. And uh, I wanted a family really badly. And I didn't realize how really screwed up I was, how messed up my behavior was. And, you know, I had to really learn how to be a better person than I was. Um, I was not a very nice person. Uh, I was very opinionated. And I would say things to people that were hurtful and I'm not excusing my behavior there was no excuse for my behavior I was an adult regardless of my age I was an adult I knew better but I chose not to not to change uh, I I didn't really rest on the fact that I was abused as a child and you know I never really used that as an excuse ever I just simply would dismiss people who didn't like me or you know I was rude you know, and I hurt their feelings or I, or I offended them. But and, and 
So those were the choices that I made that affected me as I got older. And I had to really learn how to be a better person. And I was a believer. You know, I believed in Christ, Yeshua. And um, I, I should have known better. But I was also filled with arrogance. I was young. I had a lot of energy. I had a lot of strength. I was, uh, I was full of myself is what I was. And that is a really terrible combination for someone like me who has such disdain for authority. Uh, and I rebelled against my father and his authority because it was his way or the highway. And uh, he would beat you into submission. And so... I rebelled against that, but I didn't realize that when you rebel in, in, in the in public, you know, especially with your job, you know, I worked in law enforcement. I started out at the prison system uh, when I was 19, and uh, <clears throat> I worked in the prison system here in Florida, and uh, it was a tough environment. It was, it was emotionally taxing, physically it was not a hard job, but emotionally it was, it was pretty difficult. And there were times when, you know, inmates would, you'd have to subdue an inmate or restrain an inmate. And I just didn't like putting my hands on people in a physical way, but I knew that it was part of my job and I really didn't like it. But I left the prison and went to work for a local sheriff's office working in the jail and uh, did that for several years. And uh, I was probably more physical in the jail than I was in the prison ever. Uh, not by choice, but just simply by the inmates resisting authorities such as myself. And so I kind of understood a little bit of where they were coming from, you know, why they wouldn't want to do what I told them to do. I mean, they're in prison or in jail because they, they don't like following the rules. I didn't like following the rules either, but I just, I managed to stay out of jail. But, uh, you know, I, I had to become the kind of person that when you tell someone to do something, they don't do it. You have to make them do it, especially in jails and prisons, uh, because that's the only it's the only way we can maintain control. And so I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I, uh, I I got hired on as a 911 operator in the same sheriff's office. And uh, I was young and I could multitask and back then we didn't have all the electronics and computer screens and things like that it was just simply a phone and uh, the only computer screen I had I could run it was teletype uh, it was like the old IBM you know green letters and stuff uh, and I could run a you know check on your warrant I could run a tag see if it was you know registered to you or who it was registered to anyway just basic stuff that I could do and I learned how to talk on the radio and um, you know I learned how to dispatch our deputies to different situations. Uh, then later I went to the police academy and did what was called a crossover training, which I already had my correctional academy. Um, and so the police academy was, I think, about 170 hours. And I did that and I graduated and I helped on the road as a deputy. Uh, I would volunteer on my off days to ride with deputies. They didn't have a position available at the time. And so I would volunteer with the narcotics division. And so I would do undercover drug buys. Uh, you know, I'd go in in civilian clothes and you know, try to buy drugs or try to sell drugs. Or, <clears throat> you know, we were trying to catch people who were, you know, doing things like that. And so 
uh, I did that for for a little while and I applied to several agencies. I applied to Tampa Police Department. Um, I thought I wanted to be working in the police department. I want to work for a real, a big city. And um, I was turned down by them because I had, I had done, uh, I had used um, steroids as a teenager. I was 17 or 16 when I used steroids. Um, I, I was small, I wanted to be bigger and I, I thought steroids would help me. I took one dose, it didn't really do that much to me. But in the interview, I had to disclose any kind of illegal drugs. Back then, that was, well, it still is if you don't have a prescription. So I was I was told by the police department that they didn't want me. Um, I'd reached out to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, and they said, you know, we'd hire you in a, in a minute in the jail. I didn't want to go back into the jail again. I, I felt like I had my crossover training. I was, you know, I, I, I graduated from the police academy, and I really wanted to be on the road, which... Honestly, looking back now, is is probably a is a really bad bad idea. Um, I should have never been on the road, um, and I'm glad now, looking back in retrospect, that I didn't. But all those decisions that I made, uh, you know, I, I decided to leave law enforcement because I got married to my college sweetheart, and um, and she and I, you know, wanted to start a family, and. Uh, I knew that I couldn't start a family on the pay that I was making then. And so um, I left law enforcement after about eight years between the prison and the, and the uh, sheriff's office. And I, uh, I went to, uh, I went to nursing school, became a nurse, a licensed practical nurse. And I did that for, I practiced for 22 years and, um, it was it was probably a better choice for me that I would be a nurse rather than a policeman, um, because I, I I genuinely like to care for people. I genuinely like making people feel better. <laughs> um, so I think that you know all the decisions I made then led me up to the decision where I am now and what I do now. And what I do now is not nursing. I've not done nursing now for uh, more than five years uh, well actually 2018 yeah um, this July will be five years that I've that I've not practiced nursing I still have my nursing license I just don't practice and uh, I work in government affairs and uh, I work for you know uh, the United States Congress uh, for a member and I love what I do I enjoy what I do I get to do so much and I get to help so many people and and I get to see and do so many things. And um, I'm, I'm very blessed to have the life that I have. I'm 56 years old and um, I'm doing something that I've always thought would be, well, I always thought it would be outside of the reach of, of something that, that I could do or that I'd qualify for. And so now that I realize, you know, I, I, I'm doing things, seeing places and seeing people and, and it's an amazing, amazing journey that I've been on. And I give all the credit to God. I, I don't give the credit to myself or anything else. Earlier I said it's because of the decisions I made. But God put those decisions in there in my way. And, and I do give him all the all the uh, credit for, for everything in my life. I, I have a great life. I have a great wife. I have a great family. I, I love what I do. Uh, I enjoy my life. I enjoy my work life. It's really not work. It's, I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just, I'm on a perpetual uh, adult field trip, you know? <clears throat> and um, 
I'm just so thankful that I've been given these opportunities and I don't know where my life will lead. I don't know where I'll be one day or what I'll be doing if, if I'll do this forever or if one day I'll be somewhere else, you know, but I'm 56 years old at the end of my life, at the end of my work life, I should say, I'm, I'm getting the opportunities of a lifetime and I'm not bragging at all. I'm just telling you, this is what I do. This is what I, what I'm really good at is, is building relationships with people. So that's why I love the podcast that I do. I, I want to share so much with you out there. And it's not to brag, it's just to tell you that anyone can do whatever they want to do if they put their mind to it. And if the and if it's I do believe there's some things that are just, you know, written into the fabric of our time, our timeline. My timeline will end and a new timeline will begin for someone else. And and you know, only my family will mourn me. And that's fine, I'm okay with that, because I'll be somewhere else, it won't really matter. But what I'm saying to you, if you're listening, you know, you might be in a job you don't like. You might be in a, in a, I don't know, in a place in your life where you're just not happy. You're just, you know, something's not clicking. I've been there so many times, so many times I was there. And so many times I thought, you know, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? What? Well, the thing was, there were some things wrong with me. I was not perfect by no means. That's, that's understandable. But what was wrong was that I was not doing what I was created to do. And if you're out there now, there's something that you were created to do. And that, and if you want to know what you're created to do, it's what you love to do. It's what, it's what lights your fire. It's what makes you want to get up in the morning. It, you know, you might want to be just a, a dad. You know, you might want, and I shouldn't say just a dad. You might want to be a dad. You might want to be a mom who takes care of her children, who takes care of her husband, who takes care of the household. You know, you might want to be a father that goes to work and, and you know, you, you have your cookouts on the weekends, you know, and you, you invest in your in your family. I mean, there's so much that, that lights your, your fire. You might be a singer. You might be an actor. You know, you might love to do that. If that's something you like to do, then let me just encourage you that doing those things may not always bring you wealth, but it'll bring you happiness. And I will tell you from someone who has struggled in my childhood with finances as a young adult and as a married adult, even a father and a husband, you know, my wife and I have struggled. We've had difficult financial times and, um, you know, we, we've had to tighten our belt really, really, really tight, so to speak. And um, we, we went without a lot of things. You know, we, we made some poor financial choices and decisions that, you know, affected us for a long time. And so I understand if you're in a place where, you know, you, you, you may not have everything you need. You may not have the, the necessities, let alone the luxuries, or it might be just the opposite. You might have everything you want, but you're, you're not happy. So let me just say happiness is, is underrated. Um, satisfaction is what you should find in anything you do, whether it's sweeping a floor, painting a house, plumbing a house, putting electricity in a house, putting a roof on, driving a bus, driving a truck, <clears throat> making clothes, mending clothes, cleaning clothes, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's something that should bring you satisfaction, really. And if it doesn't bring you satisfaction, then maybe, maybe you need to look somewhere else. You know, maybe you need to find that spark that makes you happy. That, and just go through the doors that, that are open. That's another thing too. go through the doors that are open, you know, 
and uh, that's that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, I I, I will share with you uh, some of the trips that I go on, some of the things that I do, uh, places that I've seen, and, and the people that I meet. And there'll be sometimes I I won't be able to share because of you know it's just something I can't share uh, for whatever reason. But I can tell you that uh, the ones that I can share you would share with you, and the experiences that I have, I I really look forward to to telling you and 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 hopefully, you know. Um, you kind of living vicariously through me and maybe maybe you work in, in the government maybe you do something for the government I don't know maybe you're in governmental affairs or something who knows I don't know what your job is you know but I know that uh, whatever you do if it makes you happy if it brings you satisfaction then it's not a job so anyway that's uh, that's my that's my uh, my podcast for today, and I'll share some more things with you too. And again, I just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, it's it's such an honor and a privilege that people are tuning in. So I, I wish you the best. I wish you all the best, and and I wish there was some way we could interact. I could get to know you. You could get to know me. But hopefully, you've gotten to know me at least through my podcast. Um, anyway. Have a great uh, rest of the day and the rest of the week, and the weekend will be here soon, and uh, we'll talk again.